Welcome to the Sedona Soul Sister Show, down-to-earth discussions on spiritual, metaphysical, paranormal, and healing topics. The Sedona Soul Sisters are the most trusted psychic mediums in Sedona. They have offices in Sedona, Arizona, where they see clients from all over the world. And now, today's show. Welcome to the show. I'm Ivory and this is Roz. And our topic today is channeling. And first, we want to say a hello to our listeners in Detroit Lakes, Minnesota. It's great to see you guys. You must be telling one another because the numbers are, are climbing up there pretty rapidly. So thanks for tuning in. Hopefully, it's much cooler up there than it's been here, but uh, <laughs> sounds nice. Not in winter, but in summer, it sounds nice. So let's start by talking about what is channeling. One of Roz's favorite topics in the world is energy, isn't it, Roz? Channeling is, is unseen energy, really. It's just getting messages from unseen energy. All those frequencies out there, just in their different levels. And sometimes, unexpectedly, I find that I tap into things or you know this intuitive information starts flowing in um and i i know that that's a channel that i'm listening to oh my can you hear me uh oh no i'm here i don't keep see talking. you anymore keep talking there we go I had to go eliminate a background noise real quick. (laughs) So, you know, one of the things that people have a lot of misconceptions about, I think, and I know I did, is what channeling is. Like, what does it mean to channel? You know, I think it's allowing messages to come through you from another source. And so let's talk about some of the different sources that those messages can come from. Uh, For me, a lot of it is angels. I channel angels. I think that's very cool. I I have one angel that has been with me, you know, since I was little, actually. And um, it's very interesting because when he speaks to me, I hear that just like another person just like a physical person is speaking to me and it's always incredibly loud and it's always in my right ear. So it's definitely a clear audience thing. Nobody else hears him but me, but I clearly hear him. And I know that he's just, we're on the same frequency channel. But if somebody came to see you and they wanted channeling which i know for you is mediumship and i know that's not the fo- that's not the focus of raza's work um but when you do mediumship then it's different like the spirit you're speaking for the spirit because the person can't hear you same with True. angels for me as i'm speaking i mean the angels are speaking through me and the spirit guides are speaking through me because the client can't hear them yet yet True. Very true. And I like to encourage people to realize, and I've spoken with a lot of clients who have actually developed the ability to hear um, their loved one 
who has passed. They clearly hear them. They don't want to talk about it with other people, of course, but because that's not a thing that's culturally really acceptable um, fully yet. But I feel like for many people, it is so comforting to them to hear their loved ones speak their name or just speak a couple words. It is. I mean, I... When I worked in mental health, I, you know, one of my favorite things was helping people who were grieving. And I feel like doing mediumship is the ultimate grief therapy, grief counseling, because they can hear messages directly from their deceased loved ones. That's channeling. And so, you know, I think that there's positive channeling and there's negative channeling. And there is some negative channeling going out there. And I got to tell you a little funny story. Like when I was 18 and this famous channel from uh, somewhere in the Netherlands came to our spiritual circle that I was visiting. And he told me that I'm a powerful channel and that I've been called to do this work. And it freaked me out. I didn't even know what it was. And that was before the internet. So yeah, I'm that old. And so I went to the library and I did some research and I wanted nothing to do with that, that nothing to do with that. That just sounded like scary. And I pushed all that away for so long, so long, because I I don't know if I just uh, was conditioned through my church or at that time, you know, raised Catholic and then American Lutheran. I don't know, but I just didn't want anything to do with it. And then as it turns out, you know, when you are a person of light and your intentions are pure, then, and you do spiritual protection, which we'll talk about in this episode too, that it is a very holy experience. It is a sacred experience, whether it's deceased spirit or whether it's angels and spirit guides. Very true. Then there's people out there who are not so holy. Well, that's another subject, but it might be good to touch on just a bit because one of the things I find when I talking with clients and presenting them with their information that I am sent for them is that sometimes people have had bad experiences and the con- they're connecting with the um, people who provide service for readings and, and um, they sometimes bring in information from uh, lower frequency beings. And it's very scary when you encounter that. And I've had some people come into my office who literally were shaking. They were terror stricken about an event that had happened to them. And I I always put it out there to people, you know, it this is when we do this work, this is a choice that we make who we are going to be receptive to and what frequencies are going to be allowed to come into our um energy field. So you got to be careful who you're trusting to bring you your now, information. If they are not aligned with the light, then they are actually getting channeling messages from or through the dark. 
And so they could either be telling you things that aren't your best and highest good to know, or even telling you falsehoods to disturb you in some way. And I'll tell you an example of that. I was at a psychic fair in the Chicago area with my daughter, and I don't normally go to things like that, and I don't normally get readings, but she really wanted us to both get a reading. And I'd never had an Akashic Records reading, and there was only one person there who was offering it. I didn't like her energy. I didn't connect with it. But I thought, well, we'll do this. And she launched in, and it was so bizarre, like really nothing to do with me, nothing to do with my life, with my work, with my intentions, with anything with me. And I I heard my angels saying, stop this now, stop this. And I said, I'm, it was like four or five minutes. And I said, I'm going to stop you now. You know, just uh, thank you. Uh, but you're not connecting with my energy. I don't know what that was, but that's not, that wasn't about me. And, you know, I just kindly brought it to an end because it didn't feel good. It didn't feel good at all. That's a very um, important thing to realize that you do have the control and you have, you're in charge of what you are receiving. And if it doesn't feel good or it doesn't sound right, it's good to just put an end to that relationship. You are under no obligation to continue that reading. And I would hope people would do that with me too. Uh, It's been a very, very long time since I've had anybody. I mean, I can't even think the last time somebody said, you're not connecting for me. It's like, I I think it was where Roz and I were working when we met that I had somebody there say something like that. But um, let's talk about, I, I mentioned that it's, you shouldn't do this kind of work. Roz and I don't do our work without spiritual protection. We are vigilant with spiritual protection. Um, When I do mediumship, whether it's with angels or deceased spirit, I do specific additional spiritual protection just before the person arrives or is on the line with me. And when we connect, so it is encompassing both of us. And that's, you know, it's calling in the archangels it's it's calling in additional angels it's saying a prayer to god and surrounding us in a bubble of white light and just making sure that it's sacred protected space and if you don't do that i liken that to pulling out a ouija board and saying hey who here wants to talk to us that that's that's asking for potential trouble that's putting it mildly yeah <laughs> I'm understating. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like so many people now, um, there's a lot of people now who um, feel such intense fear about everything that's transpiring. They can't, they can feel that things are not um, progressive in a direction of light Mm -hmm. in a lot of our circumstances and they are seeking, you know, to correct that. And I feel like one of the most important things is to invest your time in prayer and affirmation to help elevate your frequency so that you're keeping that those um, dark creepsters, as I call them, um, from trying to 
insert themselves, and they're quite insidious, insert themselves into your energy, into your mind and your heart. So keeping your energy in balance, keeping yourself focused and surrounding yourself always in the light of protection, got to be a primary um, focus of your energy. Absolutely. I mean, it's before you do anything, connecting with something outside of yourself, you know, you just want to be sure you're protected. It's only beings of light coming through. And we did mention you can channel angels, you can channel um, yes. spirit and spirit guides, but you can also channel saints. You can channel ascended masters. I mean, there's people doing that, people who channel interdimensional beings, ultra terrestrials, which are just uh, very high intention, pure minded extraterrestrials, really. So um, I don't know anything I'm missing here that you, you can channel. I mean, you can channel pets because in our readings, pets come through. So you can channel pets, deceased pets. They totally are entertaining. In fact, I just very recently had a client come into my office and right in the middle of receiving her information and telling her what I was seeing, hearing, and um, reading, when, it's, when I say it's a reading, a lot of times it really is a reading, um, barking, 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 barking. But I could feel immediately it wasn't a dog that had crossed over. I said, do you have a dog? You have a a little oh, dog right now. I <laughs> he goes, yes, I do. And I said, well, he desperately wants to talk to you. And we were discussing, you know, um, the importance of just being open when your when your pet starts that they're trying to communicate with you, and that's channeling too. That's true. That's channeling for the dog who can't speak in a way that their human can hear them. So, yeah, you know, that's a good point. There's another thing. Uh, one thing that I had asked, and I think it's a, a good thing to dive into, is what does it feel like? What is it like to channel? Do you want to talk about that, Roz? Well, in my case, I never realized that I was channeling. <laughs> I mean, for years. <laughs> That just wasn't a word that ever came up in my discussions with people. So I think that a sudden realization that I have, like, whoa, I'm doing this. <laughs> you know, it was sort of a wake-up call. And I think there's a lot of people that have, have incredibly high intuitive and psychic ability but they don't realize, and this is the importance, again, of surrounding yourself in protection and light. They don't realize that they're channeling in these different information sources. Like thoughts seem like they're popping into their head or flowing into their head. And they're not associating that with receiving channeled information. So, and that was certainly true in my case. I. I was just clueless for a long time that that's what channeling was. And it was hilarious 
in a way, because I can remember many years back, people saying to me, oh, well, you're a channel. I was thinking, okay, well, a TV you say so. What? <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty funny. For me, like, I didn't consider it that either for a long time. I guess I just considered that more like like the people who, there's somebody I know who, like, channels a particular doctor who's deceased and, you know, some some beings from ancient times. Like I And I thought that was channeling. But what is it? I have to say, like, it's a little different, but similar with spirit and angels is the first thing I feel is the presence coming in and how I feel that is chills. And I'll feel it very powerfully, more powerfully with angels than with deceased human, but I will feel that spirit coming in. And then they always want to be like, almost, I call it on my lap. Like they just want to be like right in my energy field. And I have to say, if Roz was my client, I'd say, go stand next to Roz, stay next to Roz. But they always think you're going to hear them better. They get all excited and think that if you're, if they're right there, talking right in your ear and like right in your energy field, you're going to see things and hear things better. But for me, it gets to be so intense. It's disruptive to the channeling process. So I will always ask them, go, you know, go stand next to the client. But I feel a lot of things in my body. Um, That's just always happened for me is um, either they'll let me feel things in my body associated with a health issue that they had. Mm -hmm. So I used to feel exactly where it was and, and very precisely the level of pain they had, including how they died. But I asked my angels to stop doing that because it would knock me out of commission for a week or so if it was something really intense pain, like a heart, a heart attack or a car accident, something like that. So now I just feel like generally where it was in the body and generally the type of pain, like a doll, I can tell it's sharp, but I don't feel it to the level they did. And, um, you know, it's interesting, like if they decide they want want to let me know how they died, they'll let me feel it step by step. Like first of all, I might feel something in my head and then I feel like energy down my legs and then I'll feel like pain in the in the chest area. Um, it's and then I might feel dizzy, and then it goes into their crossing experience. Is it like that for you too, Roz? Somewhat. Um, a lot of times, I feel like dealing with either people who are present, or you know, people, the spirits who have passed. It it very much becomes me experiencing their physical reactions to things. And I I don't consider myself to be a medical intuitive because I have no training in that. Um, but I do feel, hear, and sometimes see things um, within people in their energy body that presents itself in their physical body. So I'm able to tell people, this is what I'm saying. These are the words I'm saying. Um, but in the case of people who've already passed and dealing in a, in a mediumship situation, very frequently that experience of how they crossed over, you know, that was their last physical feeling that they had right before they left the body. And I think that's sometimes very helpful for people to be able to um, 
experience or know what their experience was. But yeah, sometimes you got to say, okay, let's take this down a notch. This is a little painful. It's a little intense. Mm-hmm. So another thing is, uh, I don't think this is true for all people who do channeling, but I find it to usually be quite intense and dra- energy draining. And so I only do one mediumship with spirit session per day. And I don't even really want to do five a week of that because I just get too tired and I'll feel like uh, someone stuck that turkey baster in me and I'll need to kind of collapse and rest afterwards. And I think about that and I'm like, I know this whole thing. They say like, if you are a professional medium, you're giving up approximately eight years of your lifespan due to the energy involved in it. And I think part of it is the drain of the energy on your body, which is a good thing to know. Like if somebody's out there thinking of doing channeling of any, any source for a living, um, it is, it can be very draining. I think too, um, it's always good to realize that, that all of these things are about allowing your energy to open but still keeping your um, I, bubble, as I call it, my bubble in place. Um, so it, it's kind of a balancing act. And it does take quite a bit of energy to maintain just that, mm-hmm. to be able to keep yourself in a place of receiving this information and experiencing the energy of it flowing in, but at the same time, maintaining your your uh, presence, your auric field, so that you are not um, being, I, I call that being bombarded. <laughs> like it, just the energy gets too much. I, I also think people need to realize that if you're, if you're experiencing with someone doing mediumship work, it also energetically affects you as the client because the spirits when they come in especially if they've kind of recently passed there's still a lot of high frequency connectivity there between you know if this is especially i find this with mothers and children or um parents who've lost a child together or um, clients who have been married for many, many years. Um, They just want to be able to retouch that person's energy and know that they're there. Absolutely. And it's extremely healing. We are out of time. We're going to have to continue this conversation over on our Patreon page just a reminder to you, um, it is you can get seven days for free and check out everything on the site. So you don't have to pay to go read, go see what we talk about finishing this episode and check out as much as you can in the free seven days and see if you like it. Uh, please join us next Friday. Our topic is creating a tulpa. And I bet there's a bunch of people out there who are like, what is a tulpa? Well, I guess you're going to have to sign in. In the meantime, we hope you have an enlightening week. 
thank you for listening to the Sedona Soul Sisters show. If you'd like more information about the Sedona Soul Sisters and their services, visit their website at SedonaSoulSisters.com. Subscribe to our show here so you don't miss a thing. All of us at Sedona Soul Sisters hope you have an enlightening week. Thank you.